Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to Speed and Power on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm your host, Megan Walker. Quick shout out to our sponsors, Acres. Acres is proud to help power Nebraska's $21 billion AG industry with John Deere equipment, technology, parts, and service. Acres, solution for every field. And shout out to our food sponsors, Layton's Pub. You guys are amazing. Always giving us the best food. We appreciate you guys so much. Tonight with us, we have got Harrison on the board, Nico Schultz, and Nick DeQuick. Our next question that we're going to dive into is how have you guys changed physically and mentally from the beginning of track season towards the end? Go first, Mr. Bryant. No, I was going to say ladies first. first. Ladies first? I was not expecting this. Okay. (laughs) 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 I feel like at the beginning of the season, I really didn't know my place. And like now I have confidence in who I am and who I am as an athlete. I was kind of focused on like everything else besides track i just kind of felt like i was just a body and just kind of doing the workouts putting in all my time and whatnot but i feel like now i'm in love with my sport i'm in love with my team i love being here and like i'm putting in the work i'm putting in my hours and i feel like i'm really focused and locked in physically i've lost weight i've gained muscle and i feel like i'm in the best shape that i've ever been in Mm. so yeah how about you guys go no, no you, Nick. you go, bro. You want to go last? Yeah. I think right, we're saving the villain arc for we're last. Saying, saying, <laughs> he said he said he had a villain arc behind last. behind camera, but um, what I've changed like it's I feel like it's more of a um, I don't know how to what's the words I can put it in, but I I'm gonna just describe it as best as I can. It will be more of the words of like it's like I'm there. I'm at the peak where it's just like. I'm not at the best, but I'm at, like, somewhere close to it. And it's just, like, every, each day I'm trying to kind of just kind of scrape in the surface of getting that mold together just physically and mentally. And um, and when people, for some reason, be coming up with me with guidance, it'd be just so weird because it's, like, it's so full circle to me because I'd be asking people, like, mad questions. Now people come up to me and ask me, like, mad questions. Like, oh, yo, so if I'm not doing this right, what do I need to be doing? Like, I'm like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even got the answers for real, but I'll give you, like, a – Go synopsis of what I got close to, and it's just like that's like a full circle moment for me. And um, ever since then, it's just like that's like the type of stuff I've been into. It's just those small everyday things to get better. Cause like I don't, I never thought I can get in this position, but it's cool. I knew I knew it was coming, but I never knew it'd be right now. So yeah, that's you, Nico. Your so call. Repeat the question. Okay, how do you feel like you've <laughs> changed physically and mentally from the beginning of the track season towards the end? Hmm. Well. When I first got here, you know, during the summer, I was a redshirt freshman, so I was watching everything behind the scenes. I was watching all of Nick's accomplishments. So during the summer, you know, it was all just like motivation and just take heads. And that's really all I was caring about. So when I first came in here, you know, I was a totally different person. Um, like this sophomore year at the beginning, I just came in. I was like, all I'm focused about is track, but at the same time, like, I want to have fun too. Like, I was like just attacking everything, like full head of steam, like in every single workout, every single lift, like nothing, like nothing was stopping me. Like, I yeah, just fall had, like, Nico was demon. Like, like I actually, like I actually, <laughs> I ain't gonna hold y'all. I was actually slacking coming in because I was like, I really don't care about it for real. Because either way, I'm gonna know I'm gonna get good. Kind of like a Shaquille O'Neal mindset. Like I mm-hmm. know I'm gonna be good. And then like Nico kind of like just helped me like just get that across the channel. Like it hit me around the channel. Like oh whoa, he's actually pretty <laughs> decent at the sport. Let me actually care about it a little bit. <laughs> I just felt like it carried over into indoors. You know, I was like just going crazy. Um, like. And Coach E really just helped me, like, channel that, too, because he, he kind of just, you know, let me do my own thing and just kind of watch from afar. Like, he would give me the <laughs> workouts, but then, you know, he really wasn't even coaching. He was just there just supporting. Like, he was like, all right, here's the workout. And he goes, watch it from the sidelines. Like, hey, what time was that? I'm like, this. What time was that? That. 
okay, cool, you're ready. I'm like, yes, sir. And <laughs> okay, like, <you're> <laughs> whenever I needed advice, he would give me advice, and you know, that's all I really needed. And then, like, you know, as time went on too, and as I, as I got to know the business of what track and field really is, like behind the scenes and the politics that go into it and stuff like that, I'm not even gonna lie, it definitely like some sometimes it did rub me the wrong way, like in certain situations would go on throughout the season and stuff like that and you know as you're getting into the mix and as like you're a performer especially you know when you're performing at the big 10 level when you're scoring points for the team when you're an asset when you're a reliable when you're a liability for nebraska you know um like i don't know some like somewhere along between indoors and outdoors like something is kind of like like a switch is kind of flipped like my whole entire mindset is kind of like switched upon the sport and like <laughs> i almost just went into like a survival mode almost because like you know it wasn't it almost was like it wasn't as fun as it was indoors then like or it wasn't as fun. I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but indoors was more fun than outdoors. And like, you know, I got to outdoors and like, now like, you know, the grind really started, like everything's opening up. Um, like, you know, the numbers were just not where they want to be. And like training, like, I don't know how to put it, but like, like some people even go up to me too. Like, Hey Nico, like you kind of changed a little bit. Like, you know, you're not as nice or like, you don't even smile at me no more. or You don't even talk to me or you've been kind of ghosting me. You've been acting different and stuff like that. But like, like in the past too, in the past, in the past too, I would be like, Oh, I'm so sorry that I'm going to make time for you. Like I'm going to figure it out. But now I just don't care. Like, <laughs> like, like, you know, like I'm to the point now where like, I just need to protect my own energy. Like if I don't say hi to you, then like, it is what it is, you know, like, like, I'll talk. I'll see you when I see you. I'll talk to you when I talk to you. But it's not that. It's not important to me right now. Right not now, not that crucial. I, exactly. I'm focused on performing. I'm focused on getting good grades. I'm focused on doing my own thing. And like, if you're just not meant for me, then you're just not going to be for me. And like, that's the mentality I've had. And some people think that or take that kind of the wrong way. Like, oh, you changed. But I mean, for me, I feel like it's kind of necessary to be able to adapt, especially this sport at this level, at Division One, because it's so hard. Like, it's so easy to get wrapped up and lost in the sauce and get caught up in such like terrible things. But I mean, in order to stay focused, you just have to like protect yourself at the end of the end of the day you know you guys feel that you guys relate to that a little bit mine's a little different than somebody else, yeah yeah man tell me you have any type of relatability from that yeah. i feel like we're well, talking with you guys like i ask you guys for advice like i do look up to both of you and uh, I, oddly enough i know it's kind of weird but keep going keep going keep <laughs> going no, like we have great talks on the bus like we have great talks at practice and i feel like you guys have taught me to really prioritize myself like there's no need to like go out and try and make other people happy or make other people like proud of you like just do things for yourself do things that you want to do and kind of like focus on your goals like exactly like you said like school like if you don't say hi to someone like that's not your problem so be it exactly like you need to focus on yourself and your goals like this is your life like i'm in a movie i'm the star like you guys are just in it like unfortunately it has to be like that like you have to have that direction with your life sometimes and that's okay genuinely to have like to be your own star because at the end of the day you have to be on star and you're kind of still behind the camera too so you're doing both at the same time and if you just want to just stretch your life out like uh like those stretch men airs and like you know those, yeah, yeah. Those stretch where you're just stretching out for everybody <laughs> but you don't have no stretch for yourself it's just like psh, you're gonna fall apart yeah. i think it's important even for non-athletes you see that all the time people stretch themselves way too thin and you know inside especially since the mental health awareness month like you see a lot of people fall apart you know and they're still out there trying to help everyone else so it is really important to like not stretch yourself too thin but i kind of want to ask you guys I'm um, talking about, you know, getting to a point where you're not at your peak yet, but you can feel yourself getting better and better when you hit plateaus, whether it's mental, physical, like how do you guys handle those plateaus? Cause they're more often, you know, the better of an athlete you become, but you still got to find ways to push through it. So what are kind of some tips that you guys do 
to kind of get through those tough plateaus physically. I want to hear Megan plateaus. Okay, well, I'm in the plateau right now. Okay. I've been running <laughs> low 56s for the past few meets, and it's, like, really bugging me. Like, why can't I just, like, I'm hitting that block in my mind. Like, I can't get past 56. Mm-hmm. Like, I had the same thing in high school, and then I finally just had that one meet where I broke out. So, like, I'm excited for that point, but, like, right now it's just kind of, like, mentally tough. Like, this past meet at Drake, I had run a low 56, which I really wanted to get 55, but, like, I looked for, like, the positive of my race. Like, I had like technically pr'd in my 200 meter mm-hmm. like split so it was like a 24 like three i think i've never ran that fast so like i'm trying to like just embrace the positives of each race because i know mm-hmm. i have to take time like i know it's not going to happen right away but i have to be patient and trust the process so i feel like that's just my mindset when i'm in my plateau so how about you guys mine is just compete i mean the best races i've ever had and where I ran the fastest were literally what I was just really just fired up and so many just got me so mad to the point where like, look, I don't care. I'm just going to go and beat you no matter what it takes. And then <laughs> if, it takes, if it takes a PR, then I'm going to run a PR today. Like, for example, me indoors, I ran a 148.6. That was my PR. And I actually took seventh in that race too at the Big Ten Championship. And I was so mad about that. And now, <laughs> now outdoors, you know, my best time is 149.1. And that's, ha- that's like a half a second off. And they say you're supposed to be faster outdoors than you're supposed to be indoors. But, you know, the right race just hasn't really hit me yet. And same thing to you. I've been, your 56 has my, been my, my 47 split in the 4x4. I ran 47, like, at least, like, six or seven times this year in the 4x4. <laughs> and, like, you know, there's been times where I literally ran 47 flat. Like, I have not broke 47. I've been wanting to break 47 so bad. And I was actually one of those people that asked Nick, like, yo, Nick, what am I doing wrong? Like, how could I not break 46? I mean, that's literally all I want to do. And then Nick told me, he was like, look, man, that's what I wanted to do last season, too. I, I wanted it bad. Like, all I did was I cared about running a 46 running faster. And now I just have fun with it. That's all I care about, just having fun with it and letting it come to you naturally. Like, it's just exactly. going to hit you naturally. You just got to let it happen. And back to your point about trusting the process, that's all it is. It's just being patient and trusting the process and just competing. And that's what it's about for me. I think for me, it's like I got to, like, do other things and, like, kind of enjoy what I did overall. It's like for me, like especially for me today, like this past weekend, I told Coachy prior, like if I got into an open event, that's cool. I'm like, let's just like let's just do number like relays. Like I just want to have fun. Mm-hmm. And I just want to do like what Drake relays is about, just running nothing but relays. And that's what that's what all I wanted to do. I did the 200 and the 400 and the 800, which is like a lot of range for your body to do. But for me, that was like extremely fun because I never got to do a 200. And people be down my 200 skills. Like I can genuinely, <laughs> I genuinely have speed. And that throws me off so much. It pisses me off every time. Everyone's like, you don't got no speed for real. Like I do. I got to do that and show people I actually have the speed. I got to run my 400 and work on my blocks without even having to do an open, sacrifice a, a open time. And then I got to do an 800, which is good training for my 400. So everything kind of like incorporated, incorporated, incorporated itself <laughs> into my training. And that, that's what I love the most. And at the end of the day, I feel like that is where it was the peak fun for me. Now I want to come back. Now I want to come back to my open instead of being, like, kind of fearful. Like, hey, yo, I got to crack a good time for my open. Now nah, I just want to go back to it and have fun. Like, now when I want to do my open races, which will be at Big Tens, I hope it's – unfortunately, like, I have to do one of the Nick the Quicks, like, master classes. And that's, like – that's like that's I, I fear for those because, like, that's not me because, like, it takes a lot of sacrifice to get to that point to where it's a master class, where it's your body – and mentally, like you're you're physically and mentally sound. That's like so hard to do, especially encapsulating it for like two days. That's tough. I feel your pain, bro. I 
I honestly don't know why I ran so many 800s outdoors. I love that indoors too because like you know indoors like I would mess around with 600, I do a 400, and it's like it was leading up to the eight. It was leading up, yeah. It's like I a movie. It builds up. Like I was building up like outdoors. I run an eight every single time. Like I have not gotten away from the eight, and it's like dang man, it almost got to the point where like I don't even like the eight no more. I want to try something new. Like Coach E, put me in the open four. Put me in something different. Put me in a 200. I don't even care at this point. Put me in a mile. Yeah, yeah. I just done the eight every single time. Like feeling like burnt out about it. Like like you said, a little plateau. But I mean. When it comes to competing though and like scoring points at Big Tens, I don't care. I run through a wall. Like yeah, yeah, exactly, bro. When you when you got the whole team on you, it's like yeah, yo, you want to do good, especially when it came to Big Tens. It takes day. everybody, man. It takes everybody. It's a it's a piece by piece puzzle, and so you need all those puzzle those puzzle pieces to actually get the whole picture and silhouette. And so without that, it's nothing. So that's why I love Big Tens the most because like you either you're gonna either get exposed or you're not. You know, you're, you're either one of those or you're not one of those, and I love that. It's either it's either two things. It's not all those three in between. Well, it's like the gray area. No, there's no gray area. So I love that area. I love that the, so much. Something. Is, so you go first. You go first. Is outdoor Big Tens better or is indoor? Indoor Big Tens for me is always gonna be better. Better because you got the six. I got the six, and <laughs> and and I can do like a four by four, and I I don't have to worry about the weather in the mm-hmm. back of my head. But and plus you can encapsulate it. It big to indoors like it's like a little like a rat hole like you you're like tight in like it's a tight space like that four by four is probably like the best energy you're probably gonna get okay. like it's so tight like you can hear everybody screams but outdoors like it's so much spaces so i've never been to indiana so this is gonna be my first one so That's yeah exciting. Nico? Can't speak. I never ran an outdoor Big Ten. Oh, so this is going to be your first one. Yeah. Like, I'd say, like, I've been a lot more successful indoor, even in high school, too. But, I mean, I want my outdoor to be, like, the most successful, like, season. So, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to translate that because I think outdoor is real track. If you even ask all the old heads, too, I mean, they're all going to tell you, like, look, indoor was just training for outdoor. So, Facts, I'm, yeah. trying to, I'm trying to have that mindset where, like, you know, I could have my best season outdoor and, like, it'll actually be memorable and worth something, you know? It's yeah. not indoor. It's not hydraulic tracks. It's real <laughs> track. Hydraulic track. <laughs> real <laughs> track. Oh, my the Olympics, goodness. how the Olympics will run. Yeah, so. Outside. But something about this track season I've learned, too, it's, um, um, especially from living with you, is about getting, like, your finances right, too, and just learning about, like, a lot of life skills. Especially. I feel like I feel like some people, when it comes to track and field or even all sports, too, are kind of one-trick ponies to a sense to where they only care about their sport and their whole personality revolves around their sport. And I think, like especially being in a university like this, like like you're not taking advantage of all like the resources around you because you have so many opportunities to build your network and build yourself up as a person, not just as an athlete. Like you, you, I feel like your athletic life should only be part of the person that you are. Like exactly. for you, like you're, you got your shoes for you. I always see you, you know, making videos, NIL stuff, doing your little podcast. Like I think that's dope. Like that's, that's part of you, you know? And like for me, I was so wrapped up in track when I first got here. Like my whole personality was, was around <laughs> track. I told myself track's going to pay the bills. And for me, that just wasn't the thing. And I didn't realize that until I got insanely injured last year. I was out for four months and I had to pick up a hobby. I had to find out, like, yo, like, what's my purpose? And, like, for me, I picked up video editing. And I was like, dang, like, you know, I can really take this somewhere. And now mm-hmm. I got a job video editing. And, like, now I got I'm able to, like, you know, do my own finances. I'm able to pay for my own rent because, you know, I picked up a skill. I, I made that skill profitable. And, like, I can actually apply myself to it. And, like, there's just, like, no better feeling than, like, do, putting in the work and then getting something in return, like, like money or, like, putting in the work for track or seeing a result of PR. And, like, you know, there's just there's a lot more to life than just the sport you play. And I was saying the same thing. Like, I went Megan on the bus ride. It's like, as a young adult becoming into a man or is the same thing, like a young woman turn into a full grown woman there's nothing like having your own thing mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. people don't understand that and people don't 
like conceptualize that because like you can always say you have something and you can always know the price of everything but you know the value of nothing and so for me i always wanted to know the value of things and so that's why when i came when i was through with that that's kind of the summer i was upset with myself because i feel like i wasn't encapsulating the whole nebraska field and i was like for me it's easy and i have ranges of friends always through like the bottom of the bottom i'm like cool with the janitors and the people who ruck the front security desk and all the way to Trev Albus. So it's just like you it's got you got to know those list of people and enjoy all those people and kind of connect with all those walks of life cuz they can get you to many doors cuz the janitor can open the door that Trev don't have the access to and Trev can open the door that the janitor definitely don't have access to. And so it's just you kind of have to have those both of those things and now I have that and now I've been actually stacking the coins up too where I can actually own something as well and actually pay something off as myself. Like, I'd be like, hey, I want them shoes. Like, do I have enough money? Like, no, yeah, you do. Go get them shoes. That's yours. And so when you own things, it feels so so empowering. Like, hey, yo, bro, I own that, man. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling, especially having your own money. It's just beyond track. And so when you understand that, too, and how to abuse some of the politics you have, it works so perfectly. I think that's a good point to kind of put a pin on it here. We got more discussion left. Like I said, we're going all the way up until 7 o'clock here. We got Nick Bryant, Nico Schultz, Megan Walker, all from the Nebraska track team. Again, you want to put your comments in, 402-464-5685. We'll be back on the ticket right after this break.